The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. I was listening to, uh, I don't know if everybody's watched Gary Neville's overlap on YouTube. He was talking to English footballer and Premier League footballer Delhi Ali quite recently about the mental health struggles that he's developed being at the top of his game. Of course, we've seen Ryan Tuberty speaking about how he potentially has been cancelled, how it's so difficult to leave his house. And, and, you know, how do you deal with that? Of course, we have Hugh Edwards in the BBC. We have... Um, Simon Harris with the HSE talking about how politicians, do they really want to become politicians in this world of toxic abuse that they are getting on social media? So I want to talk about social media, the pressures on people's mental health. And joining me to talk to me about that is Brent Pope, presenter and mental health advocate, Keith Walsh, writer and broadcaster, and Dr. Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist. Good morning to you all. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Um, Brent, I'd love to start with you. Listen, you're a man who would have been in everybody's living rooms and kitchens over the years as, as part of RTE's Six Nations coverage. But you've also spoken a lot about your own mental health issues and, and, and demons that you've struggled with. And not just in years gone by, this is going back a long time. How difficult is it to put on a brave face? You know, when you're bumping into people, when behind that brave face, not everything is okay. Yeah, because you're living a, a false life in a lot of ways, and that's the problem around technology. Luckily for me and my mental health, I didn't have to deal with social media back back in the day, but you certainly had to deal with a lot of pressure. As uh, you know you know yourself, Tommy, from being a top sports person, you know, pressure of failure, pressure of inadequacy, pressure of people telling you you had a bad game or a good game, all those sort of pressures, living up to all their expectations, and I didn't handle it. Uh, very well. I mean, you know, my story has unfolded over the years about dealing with anxiety and depression, not just around sport, just around general, I suppose. Living a lie in a certain way, Tommy, you know, in a sense of putting out, even on television, I was one type of personality, and then when people got to know you, you weren't the same type of personality. So I was living a kind of a lie, not telling people what I was going through, not talking about depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideology I went through in all my life and just kind of keeping that hidden. But the problem with social media now is it's kind of addictive, you know, in the sense that people just can't come off it. It's not as easy as saying, look, come off the social media, not going on to, you know, I'm sure players now of the modern era go straight on to social media after a game to see yeah. what the public thinks. Did they have a good game? Did they have a bad game? And at the end of the day, it's only one person's opinion. You know, we got it from the coach when when I was playing. We got it from people around your family or whatever friends would say, look, Brent, you had a good game. We, This is how you deal with pressure. Now we're getting it from everybody randomly. And, you know, we know from social media stats that, you know, it's not it's not as easy to say to young people, hey, just stay off it. It's not good for you uh, at a period of time because Absolutely. It, creates a, it creates a situation where they have to go on straight after they've done the event. Look at all the, you know, Ryan Tuberty this week. I mean, it's been all over social media, as has Sue Edwards, as has all these other things. You know, before they've even got to a fact to be able to defend themselves, it's out in the, it's out in the, in the media. And uh, that's hard to deal with. It's hard to deal with. Yeah, I, like you mentioned that. Listen, I remember playing for Ireland and getting a zero out of ten in the paper one time. But I knew that the match hadn't gone so well for me. So I decided to avoid it. I didn't go near yeah. any of the papers. I didn't go near the coaches or players until one of my mates texted me and said, uh, you got a zero out of ten. So thank you very much for that, Oshin. But nowadays, you mentioned that young guys and girls 
they go straight onto social media. It's almost like an addiction. I remember it in the change room that they don't talk to each other. They go straight onto their phone. And Stephanie, from your point of view, when we when we see the likes of Ryan Tuberty or Hugh Edwards splashed all over the papers, or we see a Premier League footballer who we think the world is their oyster talking about being addicted to sleeping pills and how they had to check themselves into therapy. Do social media companies potentially have to look at themselves with the abuse that's going on at the minute? Well, hi, Tommy, and hi, everyone there. I think that um, I, I think there's always a level of responsibility shifting all the time, in, you know, with the media. And I, I suppose I think... I think just in terms of the impact, it's how things are used. Because there is an upside. Let's let's face it. There's been an upside to this kind of call out, you know, cancel culture, which I utterly hate. But the upside has been some bad behaviours are called out. But the awful side of it and the impact is the the helplessness that people feel. I, I think of Ryan Turbity there last week. I could see it in him in that you know when he was giving that testimony there. You could see that he couldn't. You know, there's a shame factor is brought up. We're not sure. We all carry a certain amount of these emotions around with us anyway. And then they just get spiked in this sort of onslaught of... And remember, it's often an anonymous kind of um, onslaught. So so it's almost like being emotionally and psychologically mugged. You don't know what's going on. There's just a lot coming at you. You're not able to process it. And in, in certainly in our psychological kind of understanding, we would see that as a kind of a trauma. Yeah, well, you just People mentioned... People are overwhelmed. Absolutely overwhelmed. And you could see that with Ryan Tuberty speaking to the Oireachtas, yes. of course. Like, he looked shell-shocked. And we do actually have a yes. little clip of that, him talking about what it is like to be cancelled. Let's take a listen. People have families. Yeah. Just think, people yeah. need to think about, I mean, you got, you're a public representative, you know what it means when you're in the middle of something. You get that. No, I'm not, this is my first rodeo, being in the public eye, but I've never seen anything like it. I, I don't know if any of you have been cancelled before, but let me tell you, you don't want to be there. Now, Keith, I'd love to bring you in on this because, listen, you haven't been cancelled or was never cancelled, but you did. You were a part of 2FM's Breakfast Republic a number of years ago and, you know, when the rug almost gets pulled onto you a little bit, you kind of do feel a bit helpless. What was your position that made you think that you needed to go get help? Well, Tommy, I haven't been cancelled yet, so there's still time. <laughs> I say the same about myself. Do you know what I mean? There's still time. Um, look, I think the, the first thing you have to say is mental health. Everybody has mental health, you know, and it's good or it's bad and we all have to look after it. And that's the, that's the, the bottom line. So when something like that happens to you, like that happened to me, like I, you know, it happened to me, I lost a job that I, you know, I felt I was, on, you know, whatever, it, it was it was bad, I felt bad about it, I felt, you know, shame, I felt guilt, I felt angry. And the best thing for me at the time was to go to uh, get some therapy. And, and I, I went to a therapist and I got some talk therapy and I, and I, and I stuck with uh, talk therapy and I'm still uh, doing it. Like, so, you know, three years later, I still visit my therapist, Luke, and, and it's been the best thing I ever did. The, the, the issue, I think, and definitely like social media, um, you know, need to look at the abuse, but also people need to remember that. And I, and I see it myself on social media. If you're a guy who thinks he can take a pop anonymously at a rugby player or a football player, or not anonymously or whatever, and you don't really, and I've seen it in people's profiles, I don't really believe in mental health or whatever. Like, that, this is, that's a ridiculous thing to say anyway. But remember, if you don't believe in mental health and you're having a pop at somebody, a rugby player like yourself or whatever, Tommy, giving you a zero out of ten on, <laughs> on social media, and um, you're basically telling your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your mother, your father, your children, that they cannot go and talk to you about how they feel because you won't believe them, and that's what that comes down to for me. 
each per, it's up to each individual. Forget about famous people, forget about whatever. It's up to each individual to show their friends, their families, the people around them, that they are there and they're open to talking to them about whatever's going, whatever they're going through. Now, if you're high profile, if you're, you know, Adele Ali, and he, like poor Adele Ali, what, what he went through as a child, and then the abuse he gets as an adult yeah. because he's not playing as well as other people think he should be playing. You have no idea what's, what that boy and man went through or is going through. He's lucky that he finally got to a point where he's like, I actually have to do something about this, and he's gone to therapy. He's lucky because, you know, he's done the right thing. He should, he should kick on from here now as a person. But Keith, you look at the, I, I, you look I, at the amazing achievement of the, of the under-20 rugby team yesterday. You've already people having to go. They've no understanding of what it took or how much it took those young men to get to a World Cup final. And, and still the, people having to pop. And the trauma that they went through and as well. But that is, that totally. seems to be the world that we're living in. And you mentioned Deli Ali. Like he, he, he said that he took himself to therapy because he said if somebody kind of suggested to him before, he wouldn't have gone with it because he wouldn't have believed in it. Stephanie, do you think this should be something that should be taught from a young age? Is that how people are going to learn yes. to deal with this? Well, well, and I think I think teachers are, in fact, you know, taking that on board. You see it with sixth class teachers, you know, where they know their their kids are exposed. But I think it's a good suggestion. I think these are we can't we can't turn back the clock on time. This is the world we live in. You know, we tell people to get off social media. It's not going to really work. But I will say that if anybody is in the middle of a storm of social media, that is definitely the time to get off it, which I think you said you did there on the zero to. <laughs> sorry to repeat that. <laughs> sorry to repeat that. Uh, listen, but, uh, I've dealt you know, with it it's now. That whole point. Uh, yes, but it's that whole point of how do you protect yourself? You, you know, this is a changing world. This is the way that social media is going to go. People need to to control their exposure. They also need to test it in the sense of who's who. You know, if it's anonymous, I would never listen or look at an anonymous tweet or other than that. It just has no value. And I think when people aren't prepared to stand over what they say, you also must question valuing that. The other small point, if I can say, Tommy, is that people people have versions of themselves. Like Ryan out there, he's a broadcaster. Like you, you were now you're a broadcaster. And Brent, when you were you know mentioned there, I could really feel that that sense of you know these are versions of ourselves. We're not. It's not always that we're hiding. It's also that people people have a certain amount of stress that they manage all of the time. But the problem when something huge happens in the media is that it meets that stress level that is already in place, but is being well managed. And the truth is we all have a tipping point. And social media and these kind of cancel out exposures can really tip Absolutely. people. And we have and, seen that happen. And, and Brent, I remember chatting to you about this a, a few years ago, about how you said you you. St- stood in the, in the mirror and almost didn't recognise you at, at a period. Like, for people who are going through this, what advice would you have? Well, the thing about it is we, we all make the point of, of telling people to spend less time on social media. I think because of the unpredictability of, of social media, in a sense, it's like playing a slot machine, isn't it? You go on to get the likes because that encourages you to be a different type of person. And when I talked about living a lie in my own life, a certain degree in my personality, you also see this all the time on social media. Where's as, as identity? Our identity comes now for a lot of young people from social media because they can put up their living their best life, and everybody comes on and says, "Oh, this person's away on holiday. They're looking great. There's, you know, tooth whitening. There's filters." So everybody's going on to this with a feeling of failure to a lot of the time, saying, "Okay, I'm not." Say, for instance, you take somebody that's ghosted a friend or something. Suddenly, some other friend puts up at an, an early age. They're out with 
uh, their new best friend or something like that. Somebody, somebody can suddenly feel very withdrawn, very isolated, yeah. very shameful. All these things come around social media. And it's not as easy just telling young people to say, look, limit your, your social media usage to maybe 20 minutes of a day or something, because they're just not going to do it. It's they're going to go around the so back of the bike yeah. like telling people not to smoke years ago. But what they've got to do is, is, is what were the advice before. I never, after an event on RT, I never went on social media. I made like a bit like you, Tom. I went on and said, I'm not going to see what people are going to say about me. There was, a, there was a natural inclination to go on and say, okay, if you only want to take the good things, you have to take the bad. And the problem with people in the public persona like us is the fact that people will say to them, well, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. You know, what are you doing? If you can't stand the social media then, you know, don't be part of it. But that's not easy either because it's part of it's part of modern society. So that's not going to change. It's just don't read into it too much personally. And it's an easy thing to do when, when, when you're talking to... It's a hard thing to do when you're talking to teenagers that come on and suffer abuse, psychological bullying about what they look like, about if they're overweight or if they're not performing at school and they're not good at sports or something like that. Like... Yeah, it's a hard uh, listen, show. it is. Yeah. But like, as you say, like, it's not as easy that Ryan Tuberty, like he said, this isn't my first rodeo. I've been in the public eye. I know how to deal with this, but this is just a different level. Listen, thank you so much, all three of you for joining us this morning. Brent Pope, of course, presenter, mental health advocate, Dr. Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and Keith Walsh, of course, writer and broadcaster. It's been a pleasure to have you both are all three of you with us. Now that is all we have time for this morning here on the Anton Savage Show. If you have been affected by that conversation please do reach out to the likes of Samaritans on 116123 or of course Pieta House on 1800 247 247 The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.